Hello. Okay, I'm all hooked up. I just made a little little area to do a solo pod in our house. I'm having a little technical difficulties. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Hi there, my name is Jonil and you are listening to The Blooming Project, a real talk on growth and the things that make us who we are. Thank you for tuning in, guys. This is my first solo pod. Finally, I can share what has been going on in my head since this all began. So this is me pretty much talking to myself. I'm recording this during the third week of quarantine and self-isolation. I'm currently staying with my family, so I've been here the entire time not in my apartment downtown Chicago. I know um, we have another month of this, but who knows how much longer we're going to be like this with everything that has been happening along with this roller coaster of emotions I felt. I learned to just accept it all as a new normal and to just make the best of it. Having that it is what it is attitude mindset and just letting happen. The best thing that we can do is keep ourselves together no matter what life hits us. And that is a quote from this Instagram account that I follow called at the female hustlers. I know some of y'all follow that account as well. I just find a lot of inspiring things on Instagram, mostly from writers. So this outbreak has really affected my mental health. I know for many people today, mental health is being neglected in order to put effort into other things. I'm struggling to cope, we're all struggling to cope, we're all trying to make it work, but I'm happy to see people make the effort and helping each other out. I think when I'm in control over my life is when I am most mentally healthy. Ever since I decided to travel for college, then moving to my own apartment, I was able to live my life how I wanted to without the influence of others. You know, I had that control to look at my needs, evaluate my likes and dislikes, and create a lifestyle that suited me best mentally, physically, and socially. So unfortunately, that all changed within a week. We no longer have complete control or freedom over our lives. And that is something we just have to live with for now. It's not ideal, it's not what we want, but it's something that needs to be done, and it truly sucks. It's these situations where we learn and grow as citizens, as a country, and just as human beings. So how do we get that control back? Well, obviously we can't drive it all completely but we have control over everything that we do inside the house, which includes what we eat, how we move our body, what information we consume, and most importantly, what we think about. So yes, the outside world right now is falling apart, I get it, but I know that I have the privilege to do whatever I can to stay sane inside the house and pick up the pieces of my broken soul and to put it back together with whatever adhesive I find in this house. If all I got is tape, then I just gotta make it work. That is a weird analogy, but I hope it made sense. 
So knowing I said what I said just now, I'm going to be honest and say I haven't been doing the best in keeping myself together. I lost most, if not all of my good habits from before. I haven't been eating healthy. I haven't been exercising. I don't meditate. I procrastinate. My room is a mess. I have been sitting on my bed for the past three weeks as I have little to no motivation to do anything. It's ironic because my previous episode was all about talking about what motivates me and my hopes for 2020, and here is me just not having it right now. I'm not perfect. So when this happens, besides the chaos outside, I ask myself what the heck is wrong with me? I'm the type who beats myself up when I'm not productive or I'm not doing enough because I'm failing at doing certain things and it's something that my friends and family have to constantly tell me not to do. So I'm, I'm still working through it and I know for a fact that other people do this too, so you're not alone in this. I recently learned to just breathe deeply and it's a simple thing. And people tell you all the time to do it, but I'm telling you how much it works. Just breathing in and out slowly really calms me down, especially when I'm on the verge of like breaking down because of how anxious I feel. And if you can't control it, just let it go for a few minutes to just feel. Cry if you're sad and overwhelmed, whatever you need to do. Give yourself permission to feel. I let myself lose control for a brief moment to feel grief, to feel distressed, and to take the necessary steps to heal from that, no matter how long it takes. Whether it be a few minutes to a few days or maybe even a few weeks. And then once you've given yourself that, go ahead and just breathe again. I recommend just lying on your back, closing your eyes, and breathing in and out slowly. In my mind, I say to myself, it's okay, it's okay, this is only temporary, and that I'm not alone in feeling this. And usually afterwards, I go on YouTube and watch a funny video or watch K-dramas to lighten up my mood, and it makes me feel better for the rest of the day. It's very easy to fall into the darkness of your mind. So I admit I tend to overthink a lot, I tend to get anxious and overwhelmed. I'm constantly thinking about the worst case scenario. I'm always thinking about the news. I tend to care a lot about what happens outside of my own life. Um, I tend to internalize everything even when it's not about me. So hearing these tragic stories in the news um, about the suffering that's been going on all the world and my own community too, just constantly being frustrated with our political environment and then also being on social media and seeing a wide range of content, seeing all of that gets mentally exhausting. And so I'm the type of person, I like to say I'm the type of person who's open to change and I feel like I can adapt to different environments, especially when I travel, but because my mind can't calm the f*** down, I'm losing focus on more important things, like the good things that I have right now. In the first week, 
and into the second week of quarantine, I was on social media way more. I would say I used it to distract myself from everything and to procrastinate on the things that I needed to do. It made me really happy though, just seeing how how much my friends do take care of one another and uh, hold each other accountable despite the chaos going on around us. So I can see that we are active on social media more than ever. I think that's because I'm, I'm on social media more, so I'm able to, so I can like see everything that's going, that's like going on. But everyone's tagging one another, people are starting positivity and happiness chains, creating challenges. So many friends are just keeping friends on the loop and reaching out to one another. And this is something just really cool. It's wonderful. Like if you know me, if you know me, you know I hate texting. I really don't prefer virtual interactions unless the person is very, very far away. So normally I consider it as such a disruption. With this quarantine, I surprisingly didn't mind it because it's one of the few stimuli that we have when we have no one around us. Oh my God, this is so ridiculous. But I think the tag where, um, where I had to draw an orange and pass it on and like tag more people was the most memorable because I think it was just ridiculous. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Like I got multiple tags and I, I still never did it because I'm just so lazy. But besides the point, getting these tags was nice. Um, you know, when you get a message and you feel less alone and it's nice knowing that people are thinking about you or acknowledging you, which sounds narcissistic, but you know, you feel good when you get a notification. So at that point, I felt like I was forcing myself to engage in social media more as a way of keeping in touch with friends. But also, I liked keeping in touch with friends. I always say that I have a soul of an old woman, but in the end, I decided to accept this as a new normal. I gave TikTok a chance, I downloaded it, I made an account. I, I haven't done anything, but I just watched it. Uh, I did the challenges, I did the squat jumps, all the ways I can connect virtually, I gladly did now because I knew that I had the time and that I simply didn't care anymore. <laughs> so with all the information, news articles, and content coming from so many media platforms, Coming at us all at once, I felt very motivated to fill the time and be productive. I saw people do these workout and dance challenges, these created projects. I felt like I should do them too. Since we have all this time, I should do a passion project and more. Like this isn't one already. There are celebrities, influencers, articles, and friends sharing so many things to help us cope and sharing what they are doing to cope. I think uh, last week or la last, either last Friday, I just watched John Legend and Love do a virtual concert, like on Instagram and YouTube, which was really nice. Uh, there are also advice articles. There are so many Refinery29 uh, thought catalog or BuzzFeed articles out there and that are like, here's something, here's something you can do over the next few weeks when you're bored at home. There are also free workout classes and dance classes you can do. And there are just a lot of people are out there sharing their art projects, 
sharing videos they made. So many more podcasts are getting released. People are sharing their writing and sharing their new wellness routines, just cool content they're doing to pass the time and things they're doing differently because of quarantine. It was really cool to see how creative people can be in such a confined space and how much we are willing to do to try to normalize our lives. So moving forward, a few days or a week later, as I was observing everything going on all at once, all information and content coming in from everywhere, it's very easy to get anxious and overwhelmed. Like, I want to start a project, but also I don't feel like doing it. But because everyone is doing it, should I do it? You know, there's this, there's also an article that's, that advises people to try to meditate. But when I tried, I could focus. And then I got more angry and upset with myself. And then, and then I start overthinking. So I wanted to be productive, but I just couldn't. I felt that there was, I felt that there was something wrong, but I didn't know what was wrong. And then I would get frustrated when I didn't know. Last week, I ran into an Instagram post that I really liked by at Clementine Morgan. Kristen shared it on her Instagram story and I thought it just really spoke to me and put into words similar feelings I had. I found myself forcing productivity sometimes and ended up not feeling as great or just feeling off since I just had no motivation. So I felt validated after reading this post and this is what it said. There are a lot of posts being like, use this time to cross off things from your to-do list, deep clean your house, work on yourself, start a meditation practice, etc, etc. And these posts are obviously well-meaning and may be helpful for a lot of people. And also, the reason we procrastinate on our to-do list and our cleaning and why we might be afraid of mindfulness practices or other spiritual healthy things is not because we don't have the time usually. It's because our nervous systems are dysregulated and have trauma. And our to-do list and the mindfulness practice and whatever else can be scary because we are afraid of being with ourselves and we are afraid of the various triggers these things can push. So if you are already extra distressed and triggered due to the situation, a lot of what is being suggested may seem really impossible. We may also feel a weird, intense pressure to use time well. Capitalism is alive in our bodies. And we may be spiraling into shame that we can't seem to turn the situation into a healthy writing retreat or a meditation retreat or get all that cleaning done or whatever. So I just want to say, whatever you're doing is fine. If all you're managing to do is watch TV or stare at your phone, it's okay. If you're having trouble functioning, it's okay. We need to take a harm reduction approach and not expect ourselves to suddenly not be traumatized. It's okay if you're not getting anything done. It's okay if you're not at your healthier or productive right now. The focus should be on lessening the harm of our nervous system distress and then working from there. You are not a failure. Whatever you are experiencing right now is okay. Again, this was posted by at Clementine Morgan. 
So thank you for posting. Thank you, Kristen, for sharing. For the past few weeks, I really didn't know what to do or how to feel, and so as much as I love the positivity and motivation happening around me, I felt like I was a mile behind everyone else. I felt like there's a process that I should be going through first before I decide to function normally again, or before I decide to do or pursue other things. It's different for everyone. For you, it may be working out or cooking or whatever it may be, but for me, that's watching TV, movies, going on YouTube. I I like organizing and then reorganizing things. I like spending time with my dog. It's sleeping longer than usual and not being on social media. Just things that I need to do to get out of my head and to climb out of this hole of deep thoughts and emotions that is needed for me to heal in my own way. So this is the point when I choose to shut my social media off because I just don't feel like engaging. Because looking at whatever people are doing leads me, leads us to compare ourselves to them. It's not a new feeling. I'm sure we get this all the time and this is why my relationship with social media is not the best. Something I always believe in doing is doing things in moderation. So do that and I will do that as well. But the general idea is to do what you need to do. If you need to heal, do that, even if it means doing nothing. It's okay to not be doing what everyone else is doing. We all have different ways of dealing with the stress. You don't have to commit yourself to doing a meditation practice or a physical challenge. I think it's good to feel motivated by others, but if doing things makes you feel better or just feel good, then do it. But if doing something feels uncomfortable or if there's a weird pressure, just do what you gotta do. Like right now, because of what everyone else is doing, because of social media, I feel pressure to be always posting everything that I do. To come out of this quarantine with a new talent, or to come out of this as a better person, like a way better person than before. But who cares, honestly? Right now, I am choosing to not do certain things because I just don't feel like doing them, and that's fine. And I think that's what's best for me right now. And believe me, I still want to do all these things, but not right now. Like, whoever's listening to this, you may or may not be feeling the same way. But whatever you're thinking about, however you're feeling, it's okay. We're all going through the same deep shit. There are some going through even deeper shit that I cannot even imagine. And we're all doing our best and making the most of the situation. So go do what you gotta do. Also, don't feel like you have to listen to me. Either <laughs> take it all, take this with a grain of salt, or just listen. Or honestly, just turn this off. Like, if you need to shut me up, do what you gotta do to heal, man. I, I won't blame you. I won't hate you. I love you. If you're good and you're going through this time, no problem. No need to listen to me. Keep doing what you're doing. I wish I had your strength and motivation. So I have yet to reach your point in that you're able to find your balance. Like, just keep doing you. I applaud you. And so how am I 
trying to find my balance, what am I doing to feel better, and how am I finding my motivation again? I think the turning point for me was when I finally got honest about how I felt being home for so long and other issues I had. So communicating that really helped me confront this instead of distracting myself with, you know, the internet and games and just like other things that procrastinated me trying to confront my feelings. So when I put myself together, I made a mental list of the things that were not working in my life at that moment. So setting aside other problems, I thought about how I can make my living situation better working for me. And there were just simple things. Like, I didn't like how it was loud in the house. I didn't like how the TV was on every moment of every day. I didn't feel comfortable in the clothes I was wearing. My skin was really dry and my body was hurting, even though I was barely doing anything. I was not eating the healthiest foods. I didn't like how I wasted my time on Instagram or playing games and so much more. So I was like, okay, gotta reevaluate my life. Why am I so moody? Why do I look awful? You know, like all those things. So my dad suggested for us to drive back to my apartment downtown and to get the things that I needed and to also just get out of the house for a brief moment. It was it was literally a grab and run kind of situation, so we were very cautious as well. My parents are nurses, so we were always extra careful. So I grabbed more clothes since I didn't expect to stay home for longer than two weeks. I took my books, my notebooks, art supplies, some exercise equipment, some workout clothes, and even some skincare and makeup because I feel like when I take care of my skin and body, when I practice self-care, is when I feel good about myself. Something I hope other people have the space to do is to create a positive or peaceful space to focus. For me, I usually like silence <laughs> and some ambience music and puts me in a peaceful mood and there is no negative energy since the house is usually quite lively and the TV is on every moment. It was a very good idea to talk to my family about that and to make compromises with them. Unlike me, they like to put the news all the time, but I can only take so much negativity and information, and more than that just makes me feel either frustrated or sad about the world and just not in a good mood for the rest of the day. So. Turning off social media also helped a lot. It's not a new concept, but regulating how much I consume and leaving my phone not in arm's reach helps me focus. And it's based on scientific fact. This is something that works. You guys should do it too, if you haven't been doing it already. Overall, I am a chill person who likes a really chill environment. So find ways to take back control of your own space and then setting those boundaries. So I felt more motivated and comfortable to do more productive work once I created this ideal space to focus on the positive things. Even when I was unmotivated to do anything, I was, <laughs> I was, guys, I was even unmotivated to watch some Korean dramas. So many people I know who don't usually watch K-dramas, like my parents, finished watching Crash Landing in You already, and I know I should be watching it too, 
but I was procrastinating even that and watching other things to distract myself. <sighs> I'm ridiculous. It's in my it's in my watch list. I'll watch it like once I'm done recording this. Um, something that always makes me feel better also is listening to music. It always brings my mood up. Music is my first love and it always gets me through hard times these days. I've been listening to a lot of acoustics, some indie and jazz music, some old classics. It reminds me of high school when I did jazz band and I had a fun time just playing and learning about jazz every week. And it was that music that really calms me down and makes me feel really good. Again, this is further proof that I have a soul of an old woman. So I put on Chet Baker on Spotify and I forgot that I kept it on the entire night on loop, but I slept so calmly. But when I have a lot of time or when I'm ready to do some work, I tend to make a playlist and I have a lot of playlists for almost every feeling and moment in time for traveling, studying, like time of day, season, or part of a season. Just today, I just checked as of March 2020, I made my 102nd playlist on Spotify. Uh, so for real though, I made a playlist for spring for this specific time so I can listen to it, so I can feel calm, happy, and can imagine all the things I could be doing if I was outside. And I named the playlist I Miss Spring because I do. And I'm constantly adding to it too. It has some acoustics, some jazz, indie, some gay bandock, Korean indie, and a touch of like Rex Orange County. It's a vibe. I love it. So listening to relaxing music or music that makes me feel good is something that I have been doing to calm my nerves down during this time of isolation. I don't need to lecture right now, but I realize that I tend to be more productive and focused at night and even later at night. And I think it's because that's when the house is the most quiet. Like it's like I'm the only person there. So I realize that I tend to jot down ideas at two or three in the morning. It's like my day and night is flip-flopped because of the circumstance. And I know you guys are probably in shock because yeah, it's not healthy at all. And it's recommended to take care of your body and your immune system by having a good rest. So let me have this once, let me work this out. I'm trying my best in this environment. And actually I outlined most, if not all of this episode between 12 a.m. and 4 a.m. So. Most of the time, I'm not really tired, but when I am tired, I try to stay awake anyway and be productive because I know I won't be productive in the day. You guys can scold me later, but yeah, I know it's not good, but I did, however, revise this whole thing during the day, so I am getting better. Let me be. Let me heal, guys. So still, I am very thankful to be staying with my family and have a place to call home. Even though coping is a little bit rough, I'm happy to be together with my family and because we're all struggling together as a family and as a society, I understand that we have to make sacrifices. We all have to compromise and to do our best as citizens in these circumstances. Again, I like to tell myself, it's okay, it's only temporary and everyone is on the struggle bus together. So with gratitude in mind, something I try to encourage myself to do 
is to focus on the haves than the have-nots. By looking at myself, my immediate family, and my circle of friends, we are very fortunate to have a lot of things. I know I am privileged to have this home, to be able to quarantine in. I am blessed to have family supporting me financially, for keeping me company, and for allowing me to stay with them through this crazy time. I also think that once I did the little things that made me feel good, like wearing different clothes during the day, or or doing my skincare routine, practicing self-care, and also being transparent about what's wrong, I felt more at ease where I was able to start getting productive again and to also feel good about what I'm doing. So from there, my focus shifted and I can better appreciate my life, as cheesy as it sounds, but it's very real. And again, although I do have a love-hate relationship with social media, I do find many things to be very helpful and I greatly appreciate the kindness people are spreading so don't stop doing that please you have no idea how much it helps like as you heard i find a lot of inspiration from instagram thought leaders and writers all of you guys out there are helping me these are times when we can't find words to express how we feel luckily there are others who can so i hope you can continue to share your experiences and messages of positivity I know our nation's medical professionals and essential workers need a lot of love, emotional, and financial support. I see my parents come back from work and knowing my friends are out there working in hazardous conditions makes me worried constantly. So one last thing. So I know I said a lot of things about checking in with yourself and evaluating your lifestyle but also check in with other people. I reached out to someone earlier this week and felt better about talking things out with them and even just talking about the TV shows we're currently watching now or the funniest thing we saw that week. It made me feel good. So even when you think that person's busy to chat, they probably are not because we are all just home doing nothing. So that was a lot. I know that was shorter than a typical, than my typical episode, but also it's just me talking and I, I don't know, I run out of things to talk about. So if you've gone this far, congrats, I love you. These are some things that I wanted to tell you guys. Sharing this made me feel good and I hope hearing it also made you feel good. So doing solo pods is something I will be doing more often for the next series of podcasts. So. Let me know what you guys think. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Wash your hands. Stay home. Call a friend. Call your family. Tell your parents you love them. And yeah, stay safe. The Booming Project is created and hosted by me, Joniel. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts to get updates on new episodes. Next week will be the last episode, which is the 10th episode for this first series. Since the very beginning, I wanted to make this into something where I can also play with different ideas. So after next week, 
this will be at a pause. If you want updates from me for the next podcast, uh, follow my Instagram at joneal.es. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to my first solo podcast, and uh, you'll be hearing from me again next Friday. Bye! Here we go, don't linger up. I don't wanna stay here no more. Just take a look around us. It's time to move on.